Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. Uh, Matt, this is our second show of the week, and it, mm-hmm. like, doesn't stop <laughs> the news. It's, it's like, you know, when we were initially getting all that, like, Broadway opening news, and we were like, oh, there's all these yay new dates. And now we're currently like, okay, the Twitter feed is too much. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have a saying in my family that uh, is, it's always something. You know, whatever it is, it's always something. If it wasn't this, it would have been something else. Exactly. There's always uh. something weird going on uh, in life and definitely in the mean streets of theater, Twitter, and TikTok. So, mean get- streets. Now, that would be a musical, I'd say. <laughs> Says like Mean Girls meets Sing Street. <laughs> is that what that is? No, uh, like Mean Streets, the Scorsese film. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. That's so good. Ooh. I don't know about that one. Uh, No, that would be terrible. Um, But speaking of horrible things, over the weekend, Page Six published an article that we felt like we knew something was going to come out about um, Laura Osnes' vaccination denial. We kind of like heard rumblings of this. We didn't expect it from Page Six. I can't believe we're talking about this on Broadway radio. Here we are. Um, In the article, it alleged that Laura was fired from the crazy for you at Guildhall in East Hampton because she refused to get the COVID vaccine. The article also implied that Tony Yazbek, her co-star, was pressing her to get vaccinated for his safety as well as his as well as his children's, because, of course, they are not able to get vaccinated. Last night, Osnes wrote a three-page explanation on her Instagram where she says a lot of misinformation, but uh, here's some of it. A month ago, I was informed that protocols had changed and I would now need proof of vaccination to participate. I was disappointed, but responded that I would have to withdraw as I have not yet gotten the vaccine. I think it's the key words are not yet gotten. So there's hope question mark. Anyways, um, she no, also claims no, there is not. <laughs> right. She also claims that the transition was drama free and discreet and that none of her castmates pressed her, implying that Tony Yazbek had nothing to do with it. But like he's her co-star and having to kiss her in this show. So I feel like he might have taken an issue with it. But I don't you know, we don't know that for a fact. But she's saying that that's not what happened. Osnes also says that she was never given the option to take a COVID test rather than getting vaccinated. She claims that she would have tested in a heartbeat, something that I have been doing for months and will continue to do so in order to keep working safely. Those are her words. Today, we also saw that she was pulled from the Disney Princess Party website as a cast member. Uh, we've linked it Ooh, here. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't see that. Okay. Uh-huh. If you look at the cast list, it dramatically changed. And even the key art earlier in the day featured her. And now it's a drawing of princesses. So, um, Things are happening. Yeah. I mean, Ashley and I talked about this on Monday's episode, the whole thing in the page six article. That was bad enough. And then now this has taken my anger and resentment towards Laura from a simmering seven. Like a disappointment. Yeah. I was a little angry. Um, It was at a seven. Now it's at a full, full fledged 10. Because here's the thing. If you don't want to get the vaccine, fine. You do you. Uh, you know, at this point, I said this with Ashley, like, I think you're a moron for not getting it. If, you know, legitimate reasons notwithstanding. Um, but when you start ratcheting up the asinine ridiculousness and start pumping out misinformation to your hundreds of thousands of followers across your social media platforms. That's when I start to have a problem. She is sitting behind what is effectively a branch off of a QAnon conspiracy theory that the vaccine somehow could cause infertility. 
that has been medically and scientifically proven to be false. That's not true. And nobody who actually is as conscientious and cautious and as well-researched as she claims to be in her statements would ever believe that or put that out into the world. So if you want to be an idiot and not get um, vaccinated, that's fine. Stay home, quarantine, and don't get around other people that could potentially um, get the get the virus. My problem with her is, is that still to this, well, not necessarily today, but on Monday when I last looked, she had numerous pictures from the recent weeks and months of her with large groups, including young children, like family and friends and like little vacations at cabins in the woods and stuff. That is not somebody who is actually being conscientious and researched about this, this virus. That is someone who is being flippant and disrespectful to everybody that she comes around and thinks that her Facebook conspiracy theory websites that she follows know more than the CDC and everybody else in the world who has an MD or PhD after their name. Laura Osnes is doing damage to not only herself and her career, but every person that she decides to be around and every person that decides to read her stuff without knowing the actual truth. So as far as I'm concerned, I have zero interest in ever seeing anything Laura Ostis is in again. I have zero interest of ever hearing about her being cast in something. No offense, Broadway Records. I have zero interest in this new album that you're putting out that she is on. She is for lack of a better term, she is dead to me. I, I I can deal with people being morons and uneducated about not wanting to get the vaccine. It's when you take it the next step forward and then start to spread your idiocy to other people that I start getting angry. And this has made me angry. And I am very much done with her and her ilk. Carrie Underwood, that goes for you too. Oh no, I saw the Carrie Underwood of it all just now on the Twitter. Um, she just for our listeners, uh, she just liked a very like uh, aggressive anti-masking tweet uh, from a very vocal uh, anti-vaxxer, I think um, uh, on, on Twitter. And yeah. so people are like, you didn't have to like that. And you did. So I'm, it, it just, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what she's says about it i mean let's be fair i will say i have liked accidentally i i have liked things in the past accidentally i don't think i would ever like something like that accidentally um but i you know what i mean like we're all at fault it wasn't like she wrote this tweet so i'm hoping i'm i'm holding out hope that this was uh, an accident, but I don't think it can be because of literally the subject matter in it and who it was. And if you, which I was only pointed to because I don't follow her husband on social media or her, but apparently her husband's social media is much more outspoken about these things. So mm, not a surprise. Oy, oy. Yeah. Well, don't Grace. love that. No. Well, speaking of page six and poorly handled statements, yesterday, yeah. Tony winner Alice Ripley released a short statement responding to a viral TikTok video in which a young woman accuses her of inappropriate communications and grooming her starting a decade ago when this social media user was as young as 12 years old. Ripley said, quote, there's absolutely no validity to any of it. I appreciate everyone's continued support. The social media user <laughs> at lovely Leo Brie, L-O-V-E-L-E-Y-L-E-O-B-R-I-E, doesn't get too far into like details. She gives some, but not a, a ton. But the video does allege that... Um, 
there it started with some uncomfortable interactions and some troubling communications in the original video she does not allege any specific physical abuse but does have some pretty shocking allegations since then other people have started sharing some uncomfortable situations that they've experienced with ripley on social media as well um Ripley was scheduled to perform at 54 Below um, on Sunday, but that show has been canceled, quote, according to um, uh, page six, quote, at the artist's request. Okay, Um, but as I said, there's not a ton of details right now beyond the one minute video that lovely Leo Bree posted. But as more is reported, we will obviously let you know. Yeah, uh, Alice had posted something on her Instagram today and then quickly removed her account. Like she, she's now oh, totally okay. private. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, she posted something today that was like a, just a photo of like her pant leg and then like what looks like Crocs. And the uh, the the caption said, a piece of trash's attempt to mar my world equals a sad, shameful and discarded cigarette, but hashtag failed. Hmm. not many people liked that response. Um, and so she, she changed her, uh, Instagram situation. So yeah, uh, a lot, a lot, uh, unfolding in like the gossip world of theater, but we are, as we get like news, we are reporting it, um, honestly and earnestly as, as well we can, because, Mm -hmm. um, we certainly want you all to know what you, because everybody on Twitter is talking about it. So if we don't tell you what's going on, you might be behind and we don't certainly don't want that. You might be behind and also like you might be better for it. You might be better for it. So we're going to take a moment from all of this page six news because my, 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 we could go off and on about all of it. But we want to tell you guys a little bit more about what's going on with our Patreon. If you have followed us for many, many years, you know that our Patreon is like our part of our lifeblood. It's it's how we're able to do today on Broadway, this week on Broadway, all of our Broadway radio shows. And um, this week is no different. So Jan's next episode of all the drama is being released on Patreon this Saturday, August 21st. Uh, the episode focuses on the 1989 Pulitzer Prize winner, The Heidi Chronicles by Wendy Wasserstein. It will be released to the public on Saturday, September 4th. But if you're a Patreon member, you get all this exclusive good content first that's why we want to encourage you guys to remember that that is a part of who we are we we put out so much content all the time but the more exclusive content is just for our patreon listeners yeah and after uh, grace and i are done recording today on broadway <laughs> ashley is going to be joining us for our schmigadoon second half round table that will be released this friday since there is no new schmigadoon episode this friday on the normal release day since the season has r- wrapped up we will be releasing our Schmigadoon Roundtable in its place on Friday. And I'm going to ask Grace and Ashley what their thoughts are about how they could possibly do and what they should possibly do for a potential season two of Schmigadoon. So we will have to see. Matt will ask us that. I will. I don't know I... if I'll get any answers, but I'm going to ask. <laughs> Damn it. Matt will be asking that in a <laughs> 35 minutes. Yes. All right, so the filmed Amazon version of the musical Everybody's Talking About Jamie will launch exclusively on Prime Video on September 17th, but some reviews are already in, so I want to read some of them because I'm, I've am i been very excited about this particular show slash film. Again, I haven't listened to any of the music. I haven't watched any bootlegs. I mm-hmm. want to experience all of this just like I'm going to experience six. 
Here we go. So Juan Ramirez from Theaterly says, first-time film director Jonathan Butterell, who helped develop the stage show, is more eager to escape into glossy fantasy numbers than lean into the sweat and tears that highlights the yearning behind these songs. Musical numbers go from zero to 100 quickly, summoning up dancers and flashes of light instead of telling a story through the poignant schism between... Jamie's glittery visions and his bleak surroundings. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. So the director who helped develop this piece is giving it a more Hollywood approach, which is interesting. I I, I would have thought that somebody that was more grounded in the show might've given it something else. Anyways, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, David Rooney from The Hollywood Reporter says, what distinguishes the material from many similar gay coming of age stories is that coming out isn't a factor. So it kind of basically says that like, the story of the show is not like, and the big reveal, he's gay. Like it's supposed to be like, no, this person's proud and fabulous. And, and so, uh, it's, it's just a very exciting story. So I'm after reading all these reviews, it, it seems like people are generally pretty positive that are, that are musical fans. And then some people that are more theater fans are more, uh, critical. So that's that. Yeah, the, the one that um, got me most excited was uh, Pete Hammond from Deadline, who said yeah. the the terrific cast, including newcomer Max Harwood as the title character and a scene-stealing Richard E. Grant, you know, mm-hmm. the E stands for entertainment, um, is <laughs> is perfectly chosen to make this indie charmer something to see. And that's always one of my con- concerns with sta- a stage-to-screen adaptations is whether or not the people they cast in it can live up to the material. We've seen so many movie musicals where the actors just aren't game enough for um, what this story and what a musical needs. Uh, I don't know if Richard E. Grant's part sings at all, but I know that he is capable of doing anything. Um, So to hear that the cast is pretty stellar makes me very, very excited uh, about this coming out in like a month. Yeah, and Bianca Del Rio is reprising their role in the film. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize that because we talked about um, they're going to be in the the L.A. production earlier this week. Ashley and I did that. They're going to open the the L.A. production in January, I think. And I would imagine that that's going to end up going into a tour and maybe eventually end up on Broadway. But who knows at this point? Who's to say? So coming this fall, however. Look at that transition. I'm not good at it. Uh, Coming this fall to St. Anne's Warehouse, the American premiere of Enda Walsh's new play, Medicine, has a crazy good cast led by Damal Gleason, Claire Barrett, Afa Duffin, which is going to run November 11th through December 5th. Claire Barrett from uh, Moon Boy. I don't know if you've ever seen that, Matt, but never heard of it. Oh my gosh, please watch that show. Please watch that show. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Let me know what you think after the pilot. It's absolutely adorable. Okay. I think you'll love it. I, okay. I just, knowing knowing your Ted Lasso of it all, I, do, I think yeah. you'll like this show. It yeah. has nothing to do with that. I'm just saying that in general. Okay. The North American tour of Pretty Woman announced today that they will begin in Providence, Rhode Island, starring, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but here I am saying it, Adam Pascal of Memphis and Olivia <laughs> Valley. Wait, 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 what did you just say? Yeah, what he was a replacement in Memphis. And that's the credit you're choosing to go with? He's God's gift. He was also a replacement and I think in the tour of um, Something Run. He was. I saw him in the tour. He was great. But how how very dare you? <laughs> Listen, I love him, okay? <laughs> but I like to give people the obscure reference. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So here at Broadway Radio, we have been talking about it for some time, but AFM local 802 president Adam 
Krauthammer has finally released a statement about the return to work deal that we've kind of, you know, known about has been in talks for some time with the Broadway league. So here's what he had to say. We're thrilled to announce a deal that will cover Broadway musicians in a safe and equitable way. As our industry starts to reopen, thank God Uh, the agreement allows theater goers to enjoy the excitement of live music while prioritizing health and safety for musicians. Broadway musicians enthusiastically approve the deal with an overwhelming majority voting yes to ratify the agreement. We've been talking about this since we didn't know what was going to happen with 802. (laughs) So I wanted to give you guys an update as we got it today. And what's crazy about this is, is the statement doesn't actually have any details about (laughs) what the agreement is. And it's a little frustrating because they were like, we did it, Joe. (laughs) Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. A a little, little uncomfortable with that. Betsy, talk to your man and get him to uh, give us some more details, because I would like to know what that is. Because I feel like especially when it comes to safety stuff, the audience deserves to know these things. Yeah. But they just had a baby. So they're busy. It's like over a year ago, but that's fine. Listen, time stops in the pandemic. Time has fully stopped. Uh, finally, in some feel-good recommendations, Matt knows the way to my cold, green day American idiot heart with Stark Sands releasing this video of him and Adrian Blake Ensco singing Murder in the City from the upcoming Avett Brothers musical Swept Away. It it starts its world premiere on January 9th of next year at Berkeley Repertory Theater in California. And don't forget, John Galg Jr., is in it too. And I'm like aggressively excited about it. Of, HBO's the, of HBO's The Newsroom fame. <laughs> no, no, no. Short term 12. Okay. <laughs> Long day's journey into night's John Gallagher Jr. Yes. Ask yes. Kara Zelaya about it. Um, I'm just saying I listened to this music video. It's just them sitting holding the guitar, but I could listen to it all day long because that kind of music is absolutely what stirs my soul. So please listen to it if you get a chance because it's really beautiful and I've been eager to see this show for a long time. So thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me all the time on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? At BWW Matt. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow.